Welcome back to the Fieldcraft Survival Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin, and I'm with Sean Kirkwood today. Once again. Once again. Still not hosting. <laughs> I asked you if you wanted to host, and you that didn't never, want to. That never happened. You want to be in the background. I do. Um, not an option. Um, this podcast is sponsored by Black Rifle Coffee. On, I don't drink coffee, so go, Sean. I am drinking Black Rifle Coffee as we speak. Yeah. Uh, I like the Silencer Smooth Blend yeah. because it says on the back, it's perfect for the quiet professional, okay. which is me. <laughs> That's why you like it. Quiet professional. That's why I like it. No, it's delicious. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Black Rifle Coffee is uh, here in the shop, and that's what we drink. Yeah. Uh, not me. I drink tea, but hey, that's a cultural thing. The uh, And it's also sponsored by SIG. Um, how many SIGs you got? Just one? Oh, three. Three SIGs? Okay. Three SIGs. How long have you been shooting SIGs? About five years, honestly. You remember them in the Q course? Remember I do. You, you had that probably I do remember. The 226. Yeah, we, yep. we ran the 226 in Ireland when I was in Special Ops in Ireland. And then uh, I've been running SIGs periodically throughout my career, but I think they're really up their game lately. And they're winning all kinds of government contracts and they're just crushing it. Good leadership. Yeah, uh, great we, company. We were up there a couple of, like a month or two ago, going up there again in a couple of weeks, but uh, very professionally run. A lot of the instructors actually we know yeah. from special operations they've they've been hired and uh, some of them are actually sniper instructors working mm -hmm. for us at sniper school but great great outfit great operation and uh, very very professional company well all our instructors run those legion x5s yeah those things are yeah the beautiful drivers yeah beautiful gun yeah um and uh we sent kirsten that custom one yeah and she's like oh my god she said who did you have to sleep with to get this <laughs> mike glover yeah <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to talk about... It's over now. The ads are over. You don't have to panic. Um, we're going to talk about scenario training in general and, and breakout in particular. So we just finished breakout three days ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. Week-long scenario-based training exercise. Uh, 12 students. Uh, super successful. Great feedback from the students. Um but I, I think there's a misunderstanding out there about scenario training in general, what you're trying to teach. And people are like, oh, you're LARPing, and LARPing is live action role play. Well, yes, we are. Yep. In the same way, special operations are LARPing for Robin Sage. Yeah. Robin Sage is the, is the scenario-based exercise we do at the end of all our special forces training. And you're put into a fictional country where you have to make decisions and... and uh, achieve certain goals and, and get your and, and that's the same thing yeah the scenario is the vehicle it's like it's like i'm we're using that as a vehicle to evaluate a bunch of other things we're using it to evaluate leadership teamwork you know uh you know putting you in a tough situation it's not like we're writing a script for the real world quote unquote that that we hear a lot on comments from mm -hmm. armchair quarterbacks out there you know this is the same type of training that uh the military organizations and law enforcement go through you can call it what you want but i'm going to put you inside of a scenario that that puts a lot of challenges in front of you and you have to use your skills that you were taught or you're supposed to have or whatever it is mm -hmm. to learn while you're doing it it's, it's experiential learning so you're learning in, a, in an immersive environment it's like it's like going to learn a language in a country and you're just immersed in that culture mm -hmm. to where you can't go to the corner and speak English because nobody understands it. Yeah. You learn that language better, just like if you're immersed in a scenario. So we specifically build a scenario and everybody from, you know, basic training all the way up through the war college does scenario based mm -hmm. training in some form or factor. Yeah. So uh, it's a great learning tool that the military uh, and law enforcement have been using for years. 
Obviously, Robin Sage is is our biggest example of it, which is a great exercise. And you come out of it at the tail end um, with a lot of hard learned lessons mm-hmm. that are built into that scenario, decision points that you have. To and you'll make. remember those lessons much better than you would if you learned in a classroom. You you just yeah. it's the same thing with the personal security course. When you actually, I could tell you. Don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. But when you go out there and do it, and mistakes are made. And, you know, I posted a couple of little clips because I don't want to give too much away. And people are like, oh, my God, that guy didn't have his weapon up. Or this guy was, okay, calm down there, Rambo. Um, You have no idea what the scenario was. Or or when are you ever going to do this kind of hit with a bunch of your friends? Never. It has nothing to do with it. You're not going to retake a commercial aircraft, right? Yeah, yeah. That's a vehicle. Nor are we saying that we will ever have to. It's got nothing to do with the actual tactics and more to do with the leadership lessons learned as you go through it. So I feel very fortunate because, you know, I've been in the Army my whole life pretty much, and... Grew up, not a lot of confidence. Went in the army, not a lot of confidence. And the army just throws you in and says, I don't care if you don't like public speaking, you're going to do it. Whether you friggin' like it or not. And I remember, like I'd been in the army a couple of years when I went to SF in Ireland. I remember I had to teach a class. And they were like, you're going to teach a class. And I was like, oh, shoot. And they'd put me through the very first course I did after I graduated. Like, you know, your selection and do the skills course. The very first course I did, what do you think it was? After selection. Um, it's a methods of instruction course. Instructor, really? Yes. Very wow. first course. That's awesome, though. Yes. I mean, it's actually a really good forces, idea. And, and our job over there was not like it is here for Green Berets, right? I was My job wasn't to be an instructor. But I think they probably understood that guys in SOF have to be kind of confident, right? Yeah. And able to public speak and brief and all that. So... I always found it strange that in SF, you don't go to an instructor course until you've been in SF for years, and then you come back to be a, an instructor in SWIC. I always thought it should be part of the, the Q course, because yeah. teaching is part of that. your yeah. life, right? Well, they tell you all the time, you're, you're a yeah. teacher. You're, you're a like, teacher. You're an instructor, mm-hmm. you're an advisor. Yep. You know? So I, I they sent me to this method of instruction course where we all, and it was all guys that were in the, Q, the, the section with me, and I think there was eight or 10 of us or something, but we went to this like college or like war college or something. And, and they taught us how to public speak and they taught us how to teach a class. And I remember the first time I did it, they they had me on a podium and uh, they had the microphone sitting on the podium. They were videoing, they were taping me and recording me and my hands were doing this <laughs> the whole time. And the mic was right next. They couldn't hear a word I said, you know? Um, so I try not to do that anymore. Yeah. Um, but when you do it, you're deathly scared and then yeah. you do it and you're like, that wasn't half as bad as I thought it was going to be. And then you do it again and again. And now yeah. later but on, you can stand up in front of a thousand people. And the it thinking bother. about it is always worse than the activity. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and that's yeah. the good thing that people get out of breakout when the, the students leave breakout mm-hmm. is they, they, they challenge themselves in ways that they, they could not blow it off or postpone it. It was yeah. like, you're going to do, this is going to yeah. happen right now. Yeah. And you got to figure out a way to work yourself through this scenario. Mm-hmm. There's, they would never be able to put themselves in that situation. Yeah. The scenario and, and everything that's running with the training puts, them there and they have to they have to solve problems or function or make Mm -hmm. decisions or do whatever the task Mm -hmm. is there's no way to to pull away from it there's no way to put it off till next week or say yeah "Yeah, i'll do that later yeah and and you're a little tired yeah and you're a little hungry probably and um you know you you you're probably starting like 
a couple of days in, you're probably starting to get on each other's nerves and people yeah. are starting to bother you a little bit, but you still got to accomplish the mission. And I, I got to say, I was pretty impressed with the 12 students we, that yeah. came. None of them had any special training. None nope. of them were ex-military at all. We had one police officer who was a female who absolutely crushed the course, yeah. by the way. Yeah. She did great. Stayed motivated the whole time. Good leadership. Um, but nobody had any military background. And they... From what I saw, they really did well. They were yeah. always motivated, and uh, the, it, it was challenging. Um, well, scenario-based training, too, is almost an agreement between the student and the cadre because the cadre says, hey, I'm going to put the best scenario together I can for you, make mm -hmm. it as immersive as possible. And we work, you know, you work really hard in the background to make sure all those little loose ends are tied up. Mm -hmm. But the student also has to say, yes, I am going to – immerse myself in this scenario not let myself think ah this is just a game i'll be out of here soon yeah because as mm -hmm. soon as you go down that road uh you've lost all the training value as a student so there is a responsibility if you're going to sign up for one of these courses you got to mm -hmm. be ready for that because yeah. you will gain so much if you just say all right this is what i'm doing mm -hmm. for the next period of time mm -hmm. you know next three days four days and when you come out of it i think if you ask any of the breakout graduates they're going to tell you man i i really gained i know for a fact you know, that they really gained a lot, Bo yeah. both of the classes that we've run, mm -hmm. you know. Um, yeah, in scenario training, you get out of it what you put into it. Yeah. You have to immerse yourself. So when I remember going through the Q course and going to Robin Sage, and they had this big, massive buildup of the whole backstory. And honestly, I think it was too much. It was so much information you couldn't process it. We tried yeah. to keep it a little simpler. But when we went in, um, you've heard me say, even this, that it's hard for the students to buy in if the instructors don't buy in. So yep. the instructors are pulling security, they're doing the right thing, they're not walking around with their hands in their hips eating burgers in front of you, they're in this scenario with you. Yep. And just, just not giving away too much, but the scenario is a fictional country and uh, you're an aid worker in there and there's either been an invasion or there's been a coup and now you're trapped yeah. and your job is to get out of that country, right? Now, you're not a fighter, you don't have guns and all that. So you link up with a local resistance group, which is basically in the instructors, special operations guys mostly. Um, actually, the next one will all be special operations yeah. guys. And we will guide you and give you the training you need to facilitate your movement across the border. Now... Part of that training is survival and, and, you know, there's some firearm stuff and there's some military stuff. But again, it's just a vehicle to teach the leadership, to give you the challenge, to teach, get you decision making. you got that group dynamic and working with people you don't know. Yeah. And, and it brings up a lot. Um, and as you go through the week, we'll change up leadership multiple times. Uh, be a good leader, be a good subordinate. Um, go all the way through. And then we'll put some stuff in front of you where you have to make decisions yeah. and... Um, those decisions are difficult because in some cases there's no good answer. No. You just got to go with the least, no. you know. The least worst yeah. answer. Um, we're not giving away too much. On one of the hits, we came up through a pipe and we get up to a high, it's like 20 feet high. Yeah. We had you fast rope in. Um, now we did some training on fast roping, but when, when I was up there putting people off and, and everybody get up there and grab the rope and I'm like, don't think about it. Just go. Don't yeah, think about yeah. it. Just go. Don't think. Because when you thought about it, you're putting obstacles in front of you. You're thinking, you're overthinking things. Yeah. It's sliding on the rope. Yeah. You probably did it as a kid. It's not. That yeah. Less thinking, you, more doing. Yes. And yeah. when you did it, people were like, oh my God, that was awesome. Right. But it, it's, it's one of those things that you would never put yourself doing no, uh, yourself, no. right? It, it, it's uh, um, well, it, it, it allows you to just think about the problem in front of you. Yeah, you don't have mm -hmm. to, and that that goes with like if you want to go, you know, again in quotations, the real world, whatever your version of the real world is, 
you know, downrange with us. We had a real world version. So mm. you're sometimes you're just in a situation you really don't want to be in, but you got to figure it out. Yep. You don't you don't have a choice. But yeah. a lot of times in our normal day to day lives, it's really hard to ever be in a, in a situation where you've like one lost control of yeah. your time. Mm-hmm. I brought that up in the AR. I said, when's the last time you've ever been in a position where you weren't in control of your time? Mm. Because right now in your daily life, you know when you're going to get up, you know when you're going to go to bed, you know what you're going to eat for breakfast. Everybody's got a job. Yeah, they got to be at work at a certain time, but nobody tells them what route to drive or if they, mm-hmm. but in this scenario, you lose all control. Yeah. You don't really know. You can only control little chunks of your life. You don't control the timing. You don't control when things happen or when they don't. And that's a big stressor for people. Mm-hmm. And learning to overcome that and with that always mm-hmm. running in the background is mm-hmm. a tough thing for people to get over. Yeah. I love that comment that... Uh one of the students said at the end, he was, he wasn't as physically fit as some of the others. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I'm so glad you put me with this other guy because he's really strong. And I said to him at one point, he was carrying a weapon. He said, I need a lighter weapon. And the guy said, you need cardio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Peer pressure is awesome. Yeah. Man. It'll, yeah. You know, and yeah. it's, it's a true, mm-hmm. it's a, cause you don't want to let your teammate down. Mm. You know, you don't, you're in a, you're in a position where you can't let somebody down and them not know it. And yeah. that's going to drive you harder because mm-hmm. I would, I tell you honestly, and I know you're the same way. I would have rather died in combat mm-hmm. than let my teammates down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, literally, I'm not. That's mm-hmm. not just talking. And yeah. I think every veteran out there that's ever been in that situation can honestly yeah. look themselves in the mirror and yeah. go, "I would have rather got killed than let my partner down." Yeah. And um, I think a lot of people never get to in that situation. Yeah. And yeah. Not saying this is a life or death situation, but it gives them that's it gives them a, a representation of it. That's yeah, it's on a way lower scale and it's not as drastic of consequences, mm-hmm. but it puts them in a place where look, I don't want to let this person that I just met down because mm-hmm. they're helping me. I want to help them. Yeah. I want to be there for them. You yeah. know, and uh, a lot of people don't ever get that in their day day to day lives. Mm-hmm. It's know? like uh, I remember being in airborne school and and. You know, you hook up at static line. They're talking about jump refusal. If you're a jump refusal, like if you're on the line and you refuse to jump, yeah. Um, you know what they do, the procedures. And I was thinking, I'd rather die. Yeah. Than, yeah you know, gonna... if I look back and I forgot to put my parachute on, I'd probably still jump because yeah, I'd be yeah. so embarrassed. Like I'd be like, ah, screw it. Yeah, you know, I'd rather probably, die than be a jump check, refusal. That's a check the block they yeah. had to say for real. Otherwise, the line's just going to push you out the door anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In free fall school, the guy gives us the big briefing on malfunctions and all that. Yeah. And he said, once you jump out of that plane, you're dead. You have 40 seconds to save your own life. <laughs> I love it. I love, I it, love man. it, man. Yeah. Awesome. Um, but going through the military, and, and honestly, I think I'm only really kind of appreciating it now, but you go through years and years and years and years of training, years of challenges, years of decision-making, years of being put in uncomfortable positions, yeah. years of getting put out of your comfort zone. And it, it, it does build you to the point where... Um, like if I was down range and you told me to teach these guys how to fly a helicopter, I'd do it. I'd look at YouTube yeah. and figure it out. Figure I'd do it, it right. Yeah. Um, it, it it builds that confidence level in in someone like me who grew up with no confidence, and I, I struggle with that. Still, I second yeah. guess myself all the time, right? But it, I I was very fortunate to get that in my life, and that was the point to, to push this to the civilian world because there's huge benefits. Yeah. Um, and during the Q course, like parts of the qualification course for SF were stupid and badly run yeah but robin sage to me was the pinnacle because i yeah. got to make my own decisions and live with them right and when we went in i was a senior e6 and i was the team sergeant in the field and um we got to think outside the box this is what we're going to do here now and if you look at the poi for 
um, breakout. There's yeah. a lot of Robin Sage in there yeah. to the point where they go to the black market and they yeah. buy equipment they need and they got to haggle yeah. and they got to barter and you were the guy at the black market and, and you know, all these lessons learned, like you're in a foreign country and you're trying to deal with people. Respect costs you nothing. Yeah. Disrespect will cost, will you, cost everything, you everything, you know, in any environment that could translate to anything. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. What's the, what's the point mm -hmm. of that? You know? Yeah. And, and if you look at it, all these, the whole exercise, Robin Sage or what we just did with mm -hmm. breakout, it's all based around certain situations and scenarios that we put you in. A mm -hmm. lot of it's window dressing mm -hmm. to get you to that scenario yeah. where you got to make a hard decision. Yeah. And, and you're, yeah. you're, you or your group is forced to, to decide a or decide B yeah. and then choose your own adventure and, and, and follow the consequences, mm -hmm. whatever that is. That's what's great about it, but also from the instructor side, that's why you got to have the right people doing it mm -hmm. because you have to be able to adjust on the fly. Yeah. Because if this doesn't happen, okay, well, here's where we're at now. Mm -hmm. And you have to be able to adjust to what that, uh, what that consequence for that right. action was yeah. and do it seamlessly to where the student doesn't really recognize that anything yeah. even happened. Yeah. They thought it was planned like that the whole time, yeah. but you yeah. had to adjust. Well, that's the key, right? It's you, you have left and right limits there as buffers for safety, but there's a wide oh, yeah. maneuver room within those. You can't tightly script it where the student says this and go, oh, we weren't ready for that. Yeah. You can't do that. I never yeah. want to do that. I said, make a decision. Like there was a couple of times they made a decision to do a certain, to go a certain path that I hadn't predicted. I'm like, okay, that's on yeah, you. Roll with you it. might want to think about this, but hey, roll with it, you know? Yeah. Um, so a lot of work, yeah. uh, pretty tiring for us, but very successful course. And, and the proof is in the pudding, right? We did an AAR on Friday and the feedback from the students was fantastic. I, I, I think the, the feedback wouldn't have been as good before the AAR as it was after the AAR, because after the AAR, the after action review, we explained the why behind everything we do. There's yeah. always a point. There's no stupid things thrown in there just to make it hard at all. Yeah, the um, AAR gives the why. I mean, yeah. I, I said it in this AAR, and I always do, is like, this is where the learning is happening. Mm -hmm. This is where you're getting, if you were here for a class, this is where it is. Yeah. You did this whole week of training, mm -hmm. and right now is, I'm going to explain to you the why behind a lot of this stuff. Mm -hmm. and, and when you go through it, that's when the light bulb kind of goes on. Yeah. And any of them that were like wondering, like, why did that? I don't even know why that happened. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, now I get it. Yeah. That's the reason. And yeah. once they understand that, they they put it all the pieces together. You can almost see the little light bulbs like, yeah. bung, bung, you bung, can. going on around the classroom mm -hmm. as you're talking. Because they realize that, oh, that wasn't. That was part of this. And this yeah. is why that happened. And mm -hmm. I, I think it's a really good product. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so... Uh, tell me one funny funny thing that happened during the course they put you in the spot oh geez funny thing that happened um black market without giving away too much it's hard to do uh <laughs> oh here's here's a good one where, where the guy was trying to trade his glock with, at the black market yeah. for a rifle and uh you were like playing a like a Russian mobster or something. And you're like, I, I don't want your stupid German pistol. And he was like, I know your job better than you. It's an Austrian it, pistol. It's actually from Austria. Yeah. And you're like, get out of my store. Yes, leave and <laughs> yeah, I'm going to murder leave. you. <laughs> I will kill you. You don't insult yeah, me. You, 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 want to, you want to insult the yeah. guy you're trying to bargain yeah. with. You know, yeah. But again, a little less. And the guy it thought is. he was going to get somewhere with that. Yeah. And Wrong strategy. You're right? like, yeah, bad strategy when you're trying to get something mm -hmm. from somebody to insult them. Yeah. And you, yeah. Got, you got to play... You got to play to whoever you're talking to. If you're talking to this guy, you play it a little different. If you're talking to this guy who's an yeah. official, if you, you know, a lot, a lot of things like that. Um, I'm trying to think what or else. The, or the people, a couple guys were, uh, you know, they were, 
you could tell they they were in shape and they they probably did some Brazilian jiu-jitsu and yeah, stuff and yeah. the way they carry themselves is almost in, in a situation where they're unsure of they're gonna they're gonna puff out yep. and they're gonna be like yep. you know Defensive I'm the toughest posture. guy in the room yeah and I was subconscious I was just like yeah, yeah. not on purpose yeah. it's just the yeah. way they were carrying themselves and I was like I think you want to fight with me yeah you go outside my guards will shoot you yeah you know <laughs> and, and they just they don't get it because you have to change your posture a little yeah. bit because we're Americans yeah. and that's what we do a lot of times we'll act like that and yeah. it's not always not always the right way to be mm -hmm. you know so um there's value in not knowing everything that's going on and uh the next course is 23 to 28 October there's a couple of slots left um if you fly in to RDU, I will have somebody pick you up. You don't need a rental car. As soon as you hit the ground, everything is taken care of on our end. You don't need a hotel. You don't need food from the first day, which is 23rd all the way through. Everything is is included. Um, and we'll pick you up at the airport. The I'll send you a packing list. Once you sign up, I will Zoom call every single applicant. Um because I, 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 I just want to get a feel for, for what you're looking for. And uh, if you're looking for a challenge, if you're looking to be immersed in a training environment that is very dynamic, if you're looking to learn some skills that it took us a long time to learn in special operations, um, this is a good course for you. If you're a corporate leader, it's going to give you some leadership. It's going to give you some decision-making skills. It's going to you know teach you teamwork and group dynamics and, and a course lot of action of, development yeah, a lot of things that you need to do in your daily life are included yeah. in this and we're using a military type scenario and military type missions to get you to that place to teach you all those lessons yeah. and i can't remember if i said this before already but uh you know bottom line like ranger school mm -hmm. in the army mm -hmm. it, it, it's it's a, a very high-end school but mm -hmm. it's a, it's a leadership school and yeah. it uses tactics to evaluate that leadership yep it's not yeah. a tactics school. Mm -hmm. You do a lot. You do all tactics in it, raids, yeah. ambushes, mm -hmm. all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But really, at when at its core, it's a leadership school. But the only the only the vehicle they put you in to evaluate your leadership is tactics. Yeah. yeah. So this is the same kind of concept. We mm -hmm. put you in this vehicle to evaluate and move you down this process, of course, of action development, leadership, teamwork, decision making, all that stuff. It, it goes mm -hmm. in there. All right. So if you're one of the people who already signed up, don't worry. I'm going to Zoom call you soon. And if you haven't and you signed up, I will get. Get, I will talk to you individually, give you the packing list, give you more direction and guidance, and uh, you, you'll have a blast. And you'll be challenged. It, yeah. It's just the way yeah. it is. Okay. Yeah. If you haven't signed up, get busy living or get busy dying. Get busy living or get busy <laughs> You know what movie that's from? I do, but I can't remember. Shawshank. There you go. Yeah, there yeah. you go. All right. Um, all right, cool. Uh, all right. Until the next time. Boom. Out. <laughs>